Hello and praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. Welcome to Biblical Moments and greetings in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, these days we live in such a racially and politically divided world. And we are so quick to cancel each other, as we call it. But the Lord forbid that we should name the name of Christ and also be a respecter of persons. That's what I want to address in this episode. I will be teaching from the epistle of James chapter 2, and I will be using the King James version of the Bible. So stay with me as I talk about having faith with respect of persons. You can be a Christian for real and still be screwed up in your thinking and in your conduct. Sometimes we get the big picture of some aspect of Christian living, but we fail to fully develop in that area of Christian living. We often talk about the importance of having and living by faith. That's because faith is central to Christian living. But if you are not careful, you can be a person of faith and still have respect of persons. In other words, you treat people differently based upon some personal biases that you have. That's what we want to talk about today. We all have our personal biases. There's something about us that causes us to like some people more than or better than others. But our biases can never be the basis upon how we treat others. The word of God must be our guide for that. So in the epistle of James, he challenges us about that. In chapter 2 and verse 1, he writes, My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. Now notice that in the King James Version, this verse refers to us having the faith of Christ as opposed to the faith in Christ. Other reputable Bible translations render faith in Christ the Lord Jesus Christ. The bottom line is that we're not supposed to be people of faith and respecters of persons at the same time. Now, beginning at verse 2, James gives us an example of what he means. He writes in verse 2, For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring, a goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment. Verse 3, And you have respect to him that weareth the gay clothing, and say unto him, Sit thou here in a good place, and say to the poor, Stand thou there, or sit here under my stool. Verse 4, Are you not then partial in yourselves, and become judges 
of evil thoughts. Now we say the church is the house of God and we say everybody is welcome. But if you won't sit next to someone just because he comes to church in dirty clothes, is everybody really welcome in your eyes? Now check this out. You may be a person who lives by faith in God and that's a good thing. But what will have the most impact on the person in filthy clothes James refers to in these verses? Your faith in God, which this person does not know about, or your attitude toward his appearance? Clearly, it is the latter. In verse 5, James reveals a special relationship that exists between God and the poor. He writes, Hearken, my beloved brethren, has not God chosen the poor of this world rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him? Think about that. God foreknows who will be poor in this world. And he has made them rich in faith. Perhaps you know somebody who exemplifies that truth. They have so little in this world. You often wonder how they make it. For instance, that person who lives on the street day after day. Yet they never give up. They know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. That's because God has made the poor rich in faith. And faith is a powerful thing. All things are possible to him who believes. So God has chosen the poor to be rich in faith. By contrast, here's what James says about the rich. And verse 6 he says, do not rich men oppress you and draw you before the judgment seats? Verse 7. Do not they blaspheme that worthy name by the which you are called? Now, of course, that's not true about all rich folks. You can be rich and be a Christian at the same time. There's nothing necessarily incompatible about the two. But his point is that if anyone oppresses you and drags you before the judge, it's going to be those with money and or power, not the homeless man or the poor man who's more focused on merely trying to survive. But the poor man is the one who gets the eye of contempt when he comes to your church. Now, at the beginning, I said we all have our biases, but we can't allow them to be the basis of how we treat people. The word of God has to be the metric. And in verse 8, James states what he calls the royal law. He writes, if you fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, you do well. You see, the man who comes to church with the same clothes on each week wants you to treat him and make him feel welcome just as you would want someone to treat you if you 
were in his shoes and he was in yours. That's what the royal law is all about. To love your neighbor as you do yourself. What James has shared here is just one example of how we can be people of faith while having respect of persons at the same time. We can expand upon this idea to many other areas of our life. For instance, you may have a bias against people because of their physical size. You treat people with a weight problem one way and you treat others another way. Now, there's nothing wrong with you simply being a weight conscious person, but it is if that becomes the basis of whether or not you will hire someone for a job. Or what about the color of somebody's skin? Would you write them off just because of that? You see, what the person with the weight problem wants and what the person who's a different color than you are wants is for you to treat them as you would want to be treated if you were in their shoes. It is absolutely amazing how we can grow in different areas of our life while not moving the needle on other areas. For instance, faith, sanctification, spiritual gifts, prayer, etc. But while we may be passionate about growing in those areas, we can still have a problem with respect of persons. We still allow our biases to determine how we treat other people. This is an example of why we need to be challenged in the word with regard to the finer points of Christian living. The truth is, the more we hear and study the word of God, the more we see areas that need improvement in our life. You see, one of the most important things to God is our character. More than anything else, he wants others to see Christ in us. It's good for us to be passionate about the things of the spirit, but it's more important to God that the world sees Christ in us. And what James is writing to the church about was that as Christians, not only do we have the faith of Christ or faith in Christ, but also we have the character of Christ. And when we choose to have respect of persons, it's more difficult for others to see Christ in us. And to the world, that's far more important than the fact that we claim to be God's great man or woman of faith and power. I tell you, friend, this is such a great word from the Lord for us today with all the cultural wars going on around us. I want to thank you for listening. Hope that you were blessed in our time together as we talked about having faith with respect of persons. The Bible says don't do that. And until next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best 
Be yours.